0: Hi, welcome to Carpe Diem Connections, a podcast where we talk about living life fully and fostering deep connections. My name is Yvette Francino. I am a semi-retired Agile coach using Agile techniques to live my best life. To Diem Connections. June is Alzheimer's and Brain Health Awareness Month, and I am very excited to introduce my guest, Baroness Susan Greenfield. Dr. Greenfield is a highly decorated research scientist, author, speaker, and entrepreneur. Her work in psychology has aimed to uncover some of the most elusive questions about the brain, such as what is consciousness. She is also co-founder and CEO of the biotech company Neurobio that is developing innovative treatment for Alzheimer's disease. I heard her speak in March of this year at the Douglas Adams Memorial Lecture and was fascinated by her presentation on creativity and brain plasticity. In a carpe diem kind of moment, I sent an email to ask if she would be on my podcast and she graciously agreed. (laughs) Welcome, Baroness Susan Greenfield. Oh, call me Susan,
1: please. It's a pleasure, Yvette. Thank you for inviting me.
0: I am wanting to talk about two topics today, brain plasticity and the future of Alzheimer's.
1: Indent. So yeah.
0: let's start with brain plasticity. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what that is, the the, the easy, the layman's version of sure. brain plasticity, sure. yeah. Yeah. and why it's important for our brain health? Okay, so let
1: me start by saying um, what it's not is that the brain is made of plastic, of course. And people <laughs> often confuse this. It comes from the Greek plastikos, to be molded, um, capturing the very essence of... Um, what uh, the the material derives from, which is changeable, and the fact that you can leave impressions on something, you can mould it. And in our case, in the human case, our brains are moulded very much by the environment. So we occupy more ecological niches than any other species on the planet, not because we run fast or see well and we're not strong, but what we do is that we adapt to the environment superlatively. Other animals will do it to greater or lesser extents, depending on how sophisticated the cage they are in the evolutionary frame of things. But we do it very, very well, uh, which is why we flourished so much. And what it means is that although, of course, genes play an important part in uh, our abilities and who we are and so forth, actually, even if you're a clone, an identical twin, you are still a unique individual because you have unique experiences. Whereas to be brutal, you can't say the same about a goldfish, can you? Let's let's be honest; they don't have great personalities or great individuality. And the more individual experience you have, or your uh, place on the uh, evolutionary scheme of things allows you to have, um, the more you have the potential for being a real individual.
0: Yeah. So it's new experiences that build this plasticity. It sounds like. Yeah. that, Right. Yeah. So <laughs> what
1: happens? Um, is even compared to chimps, our nearest relative, the growth of the human brain after birth is astonishing. And what accounts for the growth of the human brain after birth is not so much the proliferation of large numbers of brain cells, but more the connections between them. Yeah? So why that is important is that it's the connections that enable you to relate one thing to another, to understand something. So a very simple example I like to think of is, um, imagine you showed a wedding ring to a small child or an infant. They might be interested in it because it's gold and shiny. They might try and put it in their mouth. They might roll it. But that object, it won't mean anything to the infant. It wouldn't mean anything. It's only gradually, because they're humans and they're good at learning, they learn something goes on fingers and then they learn a gold shiny one only goes on a certain finger. And then they learn that it only goes on a certain, at a certain time in life when you're when you're married. So they will learn if they see someone with one of these things, that it says something about the person, it has a significance. And that significance is not possible to extrapolate from the object alone, from the physical properties alone. Yeah. So connections enable you to personalise the world and they free you up from um, just taking the world at face value, just elaborating it in terms of its sensory properties, what connections between your brain allows you to do, and in turn those connections are forged by experiences, is they enable you to see the world from what we call a cognitive point of view, not a sensory, from the Latin cogito, I think. So you're gradually, as you grow, as the weeks turn to months, turn to years, slowly you start to navigate the world, not just by your raw senses, by virtue of your experiences as well, which enables you to assign meaning to things. Mm -hmm. So that's why plastic is so important, that's why we're so smart compared to other animals, because given we have this capacity, uh, we have huge abilities to see the meaning in things and evaluate things and have personalised significance, and uh, all of which perhaps the poor old goldfish doesn't get much of a look in for doing that. Yes.
0: And so would it be beneficial then also in relation to people, meeting multiple different people with different perspectives would also help our brain plasticity, is that true? Indeed. Uh, The more experience
1: you have, the more you have wisdom, of course, which is why older people are are given wisdom. And I think, I I can't quote him directly, but Einstein said something like that uh, all knowledge comes from experience. You can only have knowledge if you have experience, meaning you have to experience. So so information is not knowledge. So you can get information like a computer can have, like a small child can have a lot of information. I, you can give the right output to the right input. That is not the same as understanding. It's not the same as understanding something. And that can only come by having a frame of reference, something you relate it to. And of course, the older you get and more experience you have, the more points of reference you have. So therefore the deeper, Um, you can have a meaning to something, the more something, the more you can appreciate something.
0: Well, I've been curious too. I've heard that it's not a matter of repetition. It's a matter of sort of challenging your brain, going beyond and learning something new. And I'm a big proponent of kind of trying to step out of my comfort zone. And I've Mm -hmm. heard that that's good for the brain. But it also mm. causes stress, and which is bad for the brain. So <laughs> how do you reconcile these? Okay, well the stress so
1: let, let's let's unpack that a little bit because it's a um, certainly one can have lots of experience. I can't remember what was it called. It was called um, there was a program in the fifties or sixties where they actually bombarded children with loads and loads of facts. I can't remember what it was called now, um, mm. but it, it didn't really work. So the children could stand on one leg and play the violin while reciting Shakespeare. And have, <laughs> but, it, it didn't make them Nobel Prize winners or anything like that, you know. So yeah, you know, a hot housing, that's what it's called, hot housing. Yeah. So it depends what you mean by new experiences, just having a load of facts thrown at you, no. I think, and this is really important, and it's not so much having many experiences, but having the time to digest the experiences and to think about them and for them to be therefore taken into your frame of reference. If you do that, it enriches your understanding of the world and is very fulfilling. You would say good for the brain if it comes fast and furious, and you don't have the time to put things into a framework or to relate one thing to another. Of course, it will be stressful. Let's take a very crude example: that riding on a roller coaster. Do you call them roller coasters in the states? You know, switchback. Yeah, yeah, roller coaster. Yeah. So you're having an experience there, and it's coming fast and furious, but you're not having time to incorporate it into your frame of reference, to think about it, you're just being bombarded and you're frightened and it's bordering on that. So I don't really think that new experiences per se are what you need, but you want, yes, of course, opportunities to have the chance to have new elements into your existing framework, your existing way of seeing the world. Yeah, so in moderation, but in and of itself, a new experience as happened with the hot housing, I don't think is going to be a huge benefit.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you have to intentionally learn from that experience. Indeed. It, indeed.
1: I, and, totally. I believe that. And, and my fear with kids nowadays, for example, because everything comes fast and furious via a screen, they're not having the time to just digest and just to look at, you know how when you read a book, which is different, from you put the book down and you stare at the wall and you think, no, hang on a minute, if that is that and that is that, or if it's a novel, now why did they do that? Was that in character for them to do that? That's a surprise. And you have chance to go at your own pace and you are driving it because you'll then go back to... Whereas I fear that when you're online or with computers, it really does set the agenda and set the pace and you're playing catch up all the time and you're not really having the time to get together your own frame of reference.
0: Yeah, taking that reflection time. to. Really That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: So, well, let's switch gears a little bit now and talk about Alzheimer's. So I do yeah. want to... Tell you that I am next week interviewing somebody who has been diagnosed with, I think it's mild cognitive
1: okay, impairment,
0: mm-hmm. and that his doctor—he's—he was fifty-four when he got his diagnosis, and his doctor gave him some grim statistics and t- said, "If you have a bucket list, it's time to start oh. executing." And so, mm-hmm. within two hours of that, he signed up for the Kona Ironman in Hawaii that had been Dr. on his Sam. bucket list. And yeah. we, um, and you know, that's all my motto. Carpe diem, you sure. know, don't wait till you're no, no. Till you're too old to, to to do to live out your dreams. So he, he signed up for uh, an Ironman. He's one of the top fundraisers for Alzheimer's, um, and I asked him if there was anything that he would like me to ask you mm-hmm. about Alzheimer's. What he wanted to ask first was about an extreme lifestyle i mean when doing training for an iron man really optimizing your diet your exercise your sleep and your brain engagement he's he's doing it all yeah it it is is it likely will he be able to stop the the alzheimer's prognosis through this type of a lifestyle
1: sure okay so First, I'm not a clinician, and I certainly can't comment on his individual case, even if I were. But what I can say is he's doing exactly the right thing by strenuous physical exercise, because we do know that physical exercise has so many benefits. Not least, it does enhance cognitive impairment. You can can enhance cognitive effect. You can see in older adults, there's studies of those that don't do much exercise and those that do. And those that do do the exercise are much better at cognitive tasks than those that don't. We know that running, for example, enhances what's called neurogenesis. That's to say, even when you're an adult, the birth of new brain cells and new neurons, yeah. That's the good news, that he's doing exactly the right thing by taking a lot of physical exercise. Also, I don't know, of course, know what weight he is or what size, but we all know the benefits of exercise for the waistline. So that's and the heart and your body generally. So it's a win-win. The bad news is at the moment, nothing is known I can come on to what I think could be done but nothing is known at the moment nothing is available at the moment that will reverse Alzheimer's or actually stop it right now, that's the bad news um, there is a drug that's just hit the headlines only a day or two ago from Biogen um, which claims and i stress claims to slow things down in the early stages but just slow things down and that nonetheless is still quite controversial I think yeah my own view is that we need a fresh approach which is what in all, honestly, I think we try and do, in in my little company, we're trying to have a completely different approach. So I'd like to say to him, we are on the case, you know, it's not a hopeless cause, we are, a lot of us are working on trying to uncover what the actual mechanism is. For the moment, it's not available, Um, but it's in the foreseeable future, you know, one can imagine if with a fair wind, for example in our case, Uh, We have a drug that we think is a prototype that could work. It has to go through all the regulatory phases before it can be given to a person. But that is what two years away, and that's not a long time away, you know. Um, And then, so it's within a reasonable time, it's not some fantasy. But by the same token, things aren't available at the moment. But what he can do is lots of exercise and to stimulate his brain as much as possible because it's like a muscle, you know, the more you use it, then the less chance you have of losing it. So I always like to say, not things like quizzes and, ex- and brain exercises, because they're boring, no one really, well, I'm sorry to be rude, but you know, <laughs> no one wants to just sit on their self doing Sudoku. Much better, you get out, have arguments with people, I think that's a great thing to do, not emotional ones, but have debates and discussions and engage in debates and discussions. And I think that kind of mental stimulation, where you're mixing with other people, you're building up something called cognitive reserve, and it's been shown that people that do that kind of thing um, are, you're, you're putting kind of money in the bank, Against yeah. you know the, so if you think of it like that that no there's not a cure at the moment we are on the case that I hope there will be within a few years there will be something that one could trial but meanwhile take lots of exercise mix with as many people as possible socialise as much as possible have arguments go dancing lots of physical activity and interaction but then as you said that is that's carpe anyway that's what you do for you know that's 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 living life i mean that's yeah. just live your life to the full yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but some of us it, like yeah. to do that more than others i love an, a good argument so i'm glad to hear that that i will tell my siblings <laughs> you know this is the brain health here going okay so. exactly. i love it i love it that was the advantage of being an academic before i became a, a an, run a
1: company is that of course you thrive on discussion and debate, mm-hmm. you know, both in college at high table and also in tutorials with your students, you know, is in endless, endless dialogue, you know. Yeah. That is the most, as someone said, it's better to ask some of the questions than know all about all of the answers.
0: I yeah, absolutely. Quite, well, yeah. I'm I'm excited that there are some, some things on the horizon. I know mm-hmm. for people that are in the midst of this, it's gotta be a just terrible, scary, scary It's frightening thing. and um, it's
1: scary because it's, it's it's striking at the heart of you, or you're mm-hmm. perceiving it as that. You know, whereas things like cancer and heart disease are of course terrible diseases. You know, you can still look at photos of your grandchildren, you can still, you know, do things with your loved ones. And I think that's what people fear. But what I will say back is live your life as fully as you can. And we are trying, you know, I, I can't stress enough. Look at our website, neurobio.com. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't think there's other companies like us that are, are trying very hard.
0: Yeah, well, we will. We'll, uh, keep our. Mm. You know, I, I am amazed. Even in this past month, since it's Brain Awareness Month, how mm. much I've been reading about it, and how much I wasn't aware of things that uh, you can do that we can physically do. It's not yeah. just a set in stone no. that this well, is. as in life, you don't stop. just give up. You never yeah. give up. Yeah, you know, so. it's,
1: you, all of us. I mean, you're right. Yvette. how do we know we're going to live tomorrow? You know, we we don't know. We could go under a bus. You know, so you have to live your life to the full anyway. Right. You have to make the most of what you're doing anyway.
0: Well, one other thing though, I know I've, you know, I hear over and over again, diet, exercise, sleep, socialization, and learning. Yeah. What about attitude? Uh, I have heard in many different situations, including Mm -hmm. aging, that those people that are optimistic about aging are going to age better than those that are afraid of it. Yeah. Um, Well,
1: one of the, one of the best things that you can do is laugh there's there's some rather strange sounding things which sound a bit artificial laughing classes or something which yeah kind of, I
0: know that's the good point good. of
1: the exercise I can think nothing must well anyway not don't want to knock it but I'd much rather go down the pub with my friends and have a laugh you know but we know that laughter and uh, there's a very old quote from several hundred years ago saying a comedian or a joker you know has more benefit someone that makes you laugh more benefit than a load of physicians with their asses and their things so you know certainly laughing and being happy it releases endorphins mm-hmm. yeah you know, slows your heart rate exercises your lungs if you're laughing we all know you have a good i remember how it's like when you're, you're laughing so much you cry and your face mm-hmm. hurts you know? yeah. and yeah just that has to be beneficial. So it's a question of finding scenarios where you can put yourself in that situation. Certainly, I think, from what I gather from my mum in the Second World War, that's what kept them all going. Mm-hmm. You know, in London, she was in London in the Blitz and, and had to sleep and, you know, night after night in the subway and, you know, get up and you didn't know if your house was standing. But they got by by just all being together and laughing and making the most of things and just carrying on.
0: Yeah. So another yeah. key, it seems like, to brain health is. Yeah. having positivity and and humor in your life and oh completely so that kind well, of put the other way, the stress way stress is a very negative thing stress right is that's why i was true. curious about challenging yourself causing stress and whether that would outweigh well, there's the types kind of, of stress thing.
1: there's, there's uh, the stress of being really chronically worried about something mm-hmm. really, or you know, agitated yeah. And there's healthy stress, and a, which is part of the challenge of life, like just doing, pushing us off a little bit. You know, and people like Margaret Thatcher and Winston Churchill had very stressful positions, but they thrived on it, they seemed yeah. to. You know, so, so yes, it's not altogether a bad thing. And again, it brings rewards. And moreover, for children, I think it's very important that we equip kids to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Because sooner or later they're going to have these kind of scenarios, you know. And if they're little snowflakes, which is a term used in the UK, down is the same that can't cope with anything that's going wrong in life, then it's pretty bad. So you have to help people yeah. you know, come to terms. We're all going to have physical and professional and emotional and financial challenges in our lives, you know. And we just have to learn how to make the best of them, how to cope.
0: Yeah. And as we were talking about before, that's part of what experience gives us when we totally, encounter totally. hardship. Yeah. How do we overcome our challenges? We exactly. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: exactly.
0: This also kind of leads me to a question I have around Alzheimer's and the knowledge by, you know, with 23 Me, you can determine whether or not sure. you have a, a gene that makes mm. you more susceptible, perhaps, to Alzheimer's. Mm. And I myself have been debating about would the the stress of finding out that I did have the gene be worse for me than not knowing and just saying whether or not I have the gene I want to do everything I can to have a healthy a healthy brain.
1: Yeah okay so let's
0: think about that because there are
1: certain conditions for example there's one called Huntington's chorea, which is another neurological disorder Uh, which presents with the person with wild involuntary flinging of their limbs in a kind of grotesque form of dancing, hence in Korea, because it comes from the Greek to dance. Now, that relates to a single gene, a single malfunctioning gene, and you can find out if you have that gene or not and so on, and that might uh, guide your decision whether you want to have children or not, for example. Mm. Now, that would be valuable, and it relates to a single gene. That is not the case with Alzheimer's. There's no single gene for Alzheimer's. There seems to be many being discovered all the time, but given very few people seem to buy into it, although I think that one can identify the basic mechanism of neurodegeneration. Until you do that, you can't look at the genetic basis properly. You can only look at the various downstream products and how that might relate to genes. So even if you were to find that you had a predisposition, it would be just that, a predisposition, and you wouldn't know what your chances were anyway, because there's many genes involved. Mm. So how would it help you? What would you do that you're not doing now if you knew? so worry (laughs) exactly so my own view is that I hope putting jeans and me out of business or anything but unless you can take preemptive action or it would help you Mm -hmm. some way I can't truly see why you'd want to do that but you know obviously if if people want to that may be you know finding out their heritage and all those sorts of things but right right um, there's a lot of other things yes a lot Yeah, I've done my heritage and seen I've got long-lost relatives yeah we've all fascinated by that but but that's very different Right. from, as I would say, for Huntington's career, yes, that, that would give you a very clear indication of something, but for Alzheimer's, it would be very hard to interpret, I think,
0: mm-hmm. you know, how you are. Okay, yeah, interesting. I think I'm going to Choose not to um and continue to buying yourself a nice drink or meal and keep debating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so much better
1: go on holiday with the money instead. Be yeah.
0: much yeah. So one final question. This yeah. podcast is called Carpe Diem Connections and it's about living fully and fostering mm-hmm. deep social connection. What would be your advice or your interpretation of living life fully? How how would you
1: okay, do I,
0: that? I think um, It's developing a life
1: story I think that all of us have a sense of identity and if we don't we're in pretty bad shape and I think a lot of the screen technologists for younger people, I think they're suffering because they have a rather fragile sense of identity because they're just in the moment in front of a screen. So you say then well how do I develop my own life story and hence my own identity because again as Einstein said only an individual can be truly creative in any way. So to develop a life story, what you need is not just to multitask and live in the moment. You need to have a past and a future. You need to have a, a beginning, a middle and an end, hence a story. You know? And the way that that can be done, I think, is by, I call it sequencing. That's to say you don't do things all simultaneously, you don't multitask. Yeah, But tasks that have a very clear sequence, for example, playing sport, cooking, gardening, walking, reading, they all have a very clear linear beginning, middle and end. And I think the human brain chimes with that perfectly because that enhances the thought process itself because that's what thinking is. The difference between a thought and an emotion is emotion is just in the minute, in a moment, you know, a dog will bark or a cat will meow, a baby will cry, you will scream. But a thought, A equals B, B equals C, so A equals C, you've ended up in a different place to where you were. And how did you get to that different place? By a sequence of steps. And that was in a timeframe, had a beginning, a middle and an end. So I think it's very important and the secret of it is to do things that the plasticity of the brain, we come back to plasticity, um, because of that, because you're doing something like gardening or walking or cooking or eating together, but you're having a story or you're reading, but all of this will enable the brain to become good at having a sequence of beginning, a middle and an end, which means it will be good at thinking. If you're good at thinking, then I think that would be the uh, ultimate goal for all of us to be good at thinking.
0: Well, I love that. I, I love to think I'm sort of an overthinker. So I, uh, yeah. so yeah. again, you've validated my overthinking and my arguing and all of that kind of yeah. thing. I, again, I'm just so honored that you made the time to be here. It was with my pleasure.
1: Today. Thank you. That was, uh, you. Yeah. It,
0: it is going to go down in my story as a highlight. And I, <laughs> <appreciate> that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so thank okay.
0: you again.
1: My pleasure. And uh, stay strong and be well. Take care. All the best. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: If you like this podcast, please leave a review, subscribe, and join us on Facebook on the Carpe Diem Connection group page. You can also find my website at carpe where there are more resources and links that will help you live your best life. Carpe Diem.